You are listening to Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast. Happy New Year and welcome to Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast, a brand new season. It's 2023, y'all. 2023. We made it by God's grace and through prayers. And I'm so grateful that all of you are listening today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you who has listened in the past and has come back. And I'm so grateful to each and every one of you who is here for the first time. Listen, if you feel led, please go ahead and share this. Subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And drop me a comment to let me know what you think of the podcast and what you think of these episodes and I look forward to reading them. I'm grateful to each and every one of you for coming and taking a listen and I promise you this season is going to be incredible. I'm talking to some awesome people who are sharing their stories. You'll also hear me do as the tradition of this podcast where I'll come on and it'll just be me. It won't always be me interviewing someone. However, there are quite a few people who will be featured this season and I cannot wait for you to hear from all of them. So without further ado, we just going to kick this thing off. With the very first episode of the very first day of the year 2023, my name is Terry Glenn Harris and I'm so excited that you are here with me and I'm so excited to be here with you. Welcome back. It's been a minute since you've heard from me, since we've been together in your car or in in the library or, you know, wherever it is you listen to this podcast, it's been quite a time. But I'm back, and I'm more excited to be back than ever. Uh, As you'll hear in this season, I'm doing it a little bit different. I'm bringing in guests, and we're going to have great conversations. Sometimes you might still hear me by myself, but I feel like it's time for me to have other people come and tell their stories. As you even heard in previous episodes, I've had other guests on who were telling their stories about entrepreneurship and many other things. And that's exactly what we're going to do this season. This season is going to be packed full of great content. So I hope you are ready. And this first episode of season two is very special because I'm joined by someone who is very special. Someone who has helped me along the way when it came to this podcast, encouraged me to get back into this podcast, And I'm just so grateful that it's time. And I'm so grateful for this person who has played such a pivotal role in my life. She is a content creator. She is a mixologist. She is a premium beverage mixologist at that. Uh, She also happens to be my girlfriend. She happens to be the mother of my kids. And she happens to be my incredible wife. So beyond the coffee table listeners, please welcome to the podcast, my awesome wife, Mrs. Veronica Harris. Welcome, baby. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love that girlfriend part. You like that? I did. Yes, I mean, you know, (laughs) 
I got I, I gotta keep you know gotta keep dating gotta keep the keep the produce fresh you know <laughs> but um I, I thank you for for joining me and for you know coming on to to share your story yeah. about pregnancy yeah yeah, mm. you know this is not my uh, forte, so <laughs> well, I'm thank sure you so much for the red wine. <laughs> Listen, you gotta have it. You know, all my in-person guests will get will get the the wine of their choice. Um, I don't know how many in-person <laughs> guests I'm gonna have, <laughs> but I'm know, happy to be the first. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored that you are the first, and in this episode, for those of you who have read the title of the episode, it's it wasn't all roses for me my pregnancy nightmare mm-hmm. and I do just want to put out that this is and could be a trigger alert for anyone who has been with someone who has gone through an extreme pregnancy or maybe you yourself have gone through an extreme pregnancy so I do want to put it out there that there may be areas of this episode that may trigger you and cause you to have certain thoughts and things of that nature. So if that is you at any point in time, if you feel yourself becoming overwhelmed or you know you feel that things are just not right, I encourage you to stop the episode at any point in time. Um, if you feel the need to come back, absolutely come back. However, if you feel that it's just too much, I completely understand and respect that. But I do want to let you know about that trigger warning here as we begin this episode. Episode one. Season two, Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast. It wasn't all roses for me. My pregnancy nightmare, where I'm talking to my incredible wife, the one and only Mrs. Veronica Harris. So, babe, this season I'm doing something different, right? Yeah. So, I'm starting each episode with questions. All right. Now the questions, it's 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 not too deep, but it can cause you to think a little bit. Okay. So it is, what are you listening to? What are you watching? And what do you recommend? Now you can <laughs> recommend anything, all right? Okay. You can recommend a new book. You can recommend an album, a movie, a podcast, a pair of shoes, hmm. whatever you want to recommend. You can recommend. So, what are you listening to right now? I am listening to Beyonce, um, the new album. I I can't even say the new album. It's actually really one song. (laughs) And feel free to correct me, whoever's listening. But my favorite song on that album is, I believe it's either Plastic, not plastic. Plastic off the sofa. Yes, plastic yeah. off the sofa or couch. Which one? Either oh, wait. way. Yeah, is, which it one is it couch or know, sofa? Man. Good thing is we got the good old phones. We can look it up. I, I think it's plastic off the sofa. Yeah, plastic off the sofa. Always say yep. couch. I don't know. It's the anyway, same thing. Beautiful, beautiful song. So that's what I'm listening to. And you, honestly, you know, because I had on repeat <laughs> for quite some time now. Yeah. So I'm listening to. Yes. Okay. So you're listening to Beyonce, plastic off the sofa. Yes. What are you watching? I am watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm finally watching Game of Thrones. I don't know why I am. Maybe somebody on Instagram mentioned something. And I am addicted to okay. Game of Thrones right now. And I can't wait to watch the new series. Good thing about Game of Thrones is it's off. So 
Yes. We don't watch the whole thing without yes, having a yes, week. Yes. All right, so we're listening to Plastic Off the Sofa, Beyonce. We're watching Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. HBO. What do you recommend? Uh, wow. I would recommend... Wow, that's really interesting. I never thought about that. Uh, oh, you know what? You got me this beautiful bag that I wanted for forever, and it's by Coach. It's a Coach mini p- pillow bag. Mm. It's really, really cute, really, really stylish, and people sleep on Coach. <laughs> so I recommend looking up the pillow. It's like a pillow bag. It's called Pillow Bag by Coach. They, I have it in a mustard color. So that's what I'll recommend for fall. Yes. Okay. That's oh, so you recommend the fall bag? Okay. Yes, a fall bag. That's what we I'm doing. Recommend a fall bag. Yes. The, the Coach Pillow Bag, ladies. Yes. There will not be a, um, a link in the description of the bio as <laughs> I do not have. Y'all can hit on my Instagram. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. Hit on my Instagram. Yes, because I do not have a collaboration with Coach. So I will <laughs> not be able to put um, a link into the description of this episode. But you can rewind it back and go look up Google Coach Pillow Bags. I'm, I'm sure to pop up. <laughs> right? All right, babe. So you ready? I, get into I, it. As ready as I'm going to be. I did not see these questions. So no. let's go. No, she, she did not see the questions. Um <laughs> Her, her assistant did ask if I would send them over. <laughs> uh, by the time I got ready to send them over, it was time to record this episode. So, you see how no pre- predisposed questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. Um, we have two kids. Yeah, we as do. As you know, you live yeah. with both of them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, we have two, two incredible children. Um, about what? When they three years and some change apart. Yes. Our youngest one, his birthday is coming up in mm-hmm. December. Um, our oldest one, her birthday will be here next year in March. Yeah. So, well, with, with our first baby, with both of them, really, mm-hmm. but more so with our first child, our daughter. Mm-hmm. Before you told me that you were pregnant, that yeah. you that you were with her, and on our anniversary, actually, um, we were in a car accident. Yeah. And how ironic that on our way to the aquarium, (laughs) we get into a car accident. No, it wasn't the aquarium. We were going to dinner. No, we were going to the aquarium. And then dinner was later. Oh, dinner was following. Yeah. Oh, wow. I held held on for... All day. All day. Goodness (laughs) gracious. Okay. So so as we were into our aquarium, we, we got into an accident. And we couldn't go, so we went another day. Okay, right, I right, right, right. Okay. Um, but we still went to dinner. Yes. We didn't let that impact mm-hmm. the whole day. But we were in that car accident. You knew that you mm-hmm. were pregnant with our daughter. I did not mm-hmm. know. So what was going through your mind <sighs> in those moments, knowing uh, that you were pregnant? Do you know what's crazy? Although we had that accident, I think because I was in an accident with you and um, by the grace of God, it wasn't, you know, like a severe accident. Mm -hmm. Um, I still felt safe. I still felt okay. I still felt excited. I wasn't worried. Um, So, yeah, I I was okay. I was okay. I wasn't nervous. I don't, I may, it could have been the adrenaline or any, whatever the case may be. Um, 
but I didn't feel like, oh my God, you know, like as a first time mom and first time experienced pregnancy, so mm-hmm. any mis- small mishap could bring up so much anxiety. I didn't have any of that. I felt safe. I felt calm. I felt like you handled the situation well, and I, I had no worries. So I was, I was at peace. I was good. I was good. I was really still excited. <laughs> okay. Right. That, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So... You, you were calm, you were at peace with it, which is good. You didn't mm-hmm. feel anything was wrong. Yeah. Um, now, with pregnancy, you know, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be this incredible experience, mm-hmm. um, start of the motherly bond with the baby. Mm-hmm. Because you all get, as moms, you get to feel all the feels way yeah. before dads get to feel a kick or, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. So y'all get to feel everything. Um, and it's the beginning of the bonding yeah, yeah. experience between mom and baby. However, when it came to the bonding experience, you didn't feel the bonding. Like, that wasn't the case yeah. for you. Why is, why, why is that? Um, to, to be honest, in the beginning, um, I knew my body was changing, which is why I took the test. And when I took the test, and I took the test quite a few times, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was there. The spark was there. The the excitement. The like even just knowing that it's a person was like that feeling of a person mm-hmm. was there. And then shortly after announcing it with you, or no one else um, at that time. Um, I got really sick, like mm. instantly sick, which was just beyond crazy because um, we we wanted this. We planned for this. Right. Like we were really excited about this. We planned for it and everything was just, I guess, in, our, in my head working in our favor. Right. Um, I got really sick. And, you know, of course, uh, me not being experienced in motherhood mm-hmm, and pregnancies mm-hmm. and not really having you know, pregnant friends, um, all you know is what you see on TV or what you may read in articles. So I'm just thinking, oh, it's morning sickness. It's morning sickness. I'll get past it. I'll get past it. And that morning sickness, and I'm, I honestly always laugh when people say morning sickness because the word morning for me <laughs> all day, all <laughs> was night. not, it was not morning. It was all day, 24-7. And it took a couple of, um, it took a couple of, uh, I guess, appointments for us to realize this was way more mm-hmm. than morning sickness. Um, and for those who don't know, um, it's, it's, it's probably um, fewer than like 100,000 women get this type of um, severe morning sickness. Because that's I guess that's the definition of it. But it's actually called um, hyperemesis. Uh, gravidarum and that's mm. a really hard word to say yeah. so we it's a lot of syllables it's this hg hg um and it's a severe morning sickness that i guess i was diagnosed not guess but i was diagnosed with um and this was jade was born in march yeah but the, the year like so tw- 2016 mm-hmm. 2016 right no um, 2020 20, so it, 2016? She was born in 2016, so but this you 2015. were going through it 2015. Yeah, 2015. Right? Um, so, basically, six years ago. So, mm. um, they would just treat it as 
morning sickness. It, it really wasn't um, a, a treatment for it. Um, so everything was like trial and error for mm-hmm. me. And like I said, with me being new to this, I'm like, I'm not supposed to experience this. <laughs> like, when when is this going to stop? Like, I, in my head, I'm like, I did everything I was supposed to do, Lord. Like, I, you know, I, I, I found my best friend, my forever partner. We got married. We waited. We enjoyed our marriage. And now we're trying to have kids and, you know, multiply and be fruitful. And, <laughs> right. and now I'm like extremely sick every day. Um, and it was it was hard. I, I started to not think of it as, oh, I'm pregnant. It just became a sickness. Mm-hmm which was really, really tough. And I think um, that's where the disconnect with pregnancy came from. I looked at it as a sickness and not me being pregnant and giving life. It, right. was, it was a sickness to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted it to end, basically. Yeah. Because we were in the hospital like at least every twice other, a week. And... Yeah, just about every other day. Um, and I looked up something because... You know, you experience it. It's so crazy about pregnancy. <laughs> you experience a thing, and then you you finally have this baby, and for some reason, all that stuff just disappears <laughs> from your mind. Um, but I I looked up some stuff, and just to get an understanding of some of the like symptoms that come with this type of sickness, it's basically like frequent vomiting. Um, Chronic dehydration, muscle weakness, extreme fatigue. Um, basically, nothing helps. Medication really doesn't help or stops the vomiting. Um, they even they even listed and able to care for self, i.e. shower, prepare for food. Like this mm. is all the things that I was going through. Mm-hmm. Losing weight, not gaining weight, not be not able to eat, nor even hold water. Um which made me have to go to the emergency room just for fluids, basically. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't um, holding anything down. And I was bedridden for, I want to say, at least five months of my pregnancy. So that is um, what I went through with my firstborn. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so. hard. You couldn't go in there. And it was the summer months. Summer months hot. Like spring leading into the summer and then yeah, all was, winter. Yeah, it was it was it was a struggle, a, a struggle. So yeah, so to go back to your question, I think because um, I was so focused on being sick, mm-hmm. I wasn't focused on the life that was inside of me. Mm-hmm. And then when we finally did uh, make it to the announcement piece, where yeah. we were telling people, of course, everyone. I knew it. I knew it. Mm-hmm. And it's like you didn't. You, you, you didn't because <laughs> we didn't tell you. Um, but when, when we made it to that piece, mm-hmm. and you continue yeah. to be sick, you know, yeah. I'm going to get worried about it. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on, why you can't eat. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most expensive portions of our lives because I was eating out every night because yeah. I couldn't even cook. The in the smell. house because the smell yeah. would um, just trigger you. Yeah. But wow. you started to get, you know, I, of course I couldn't physically experience what you were going through. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there to support you as much as I could. And I was also like taking, you know, SHIT from, <laughs> from people. Uh, yeah. 
But there were those people who didn't understand. And, you know, when people usually don't understand, they want to say things like, oh, girl, it's just pregnancy or... Mm-hmm. Oh, you'll be fine. Or you're you're exaggerating. Mm-hmm. How did their ignorance make you feel? To be honest, I didn't care. Mm, okay. I, I I really didn't care about anybody's opinions, um, because I I was just going through it so much that I really didn't have the capacity to think about anybody's thoughts. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, I. I was trying to survive, if that makes sense. I was trying to get through something that was very foreign Mm -hmm. to me. Um, So if if I happened to hear, because mind mind you, I barely went outside. Um, So if I happened to have someone come over or text or call and it wasn't encouraging, which to be honest, nobody, (laughs) they must have said things to you because nobody really said too much as far as like that could annoy me if mm-hmm. that makes sense and if they did i probably i probably it yeah it, it wouldn't matter because um i was i was i was like the google queen during <laughs> that time all i mean i had all the time in the world i was in mm-hmm. the bed all the time um and oh my god t- sleepless nights too so i was just up trying to basically um not diagnose myself, but trying to cure myself. Right. So it really didn't matter what anybody said. I was like, I was studying. I, you, I probably became like a, a OBGYN by the end <laughs> of my pregnancy because I was just looking up everything, symptoms, even trying to find to make sure the baby was okay and mm-hmm. being reassurance mm-hmm. of that. Um, so I kind of could care less what anybody had to say because they wasn't going through it. Right. Um, but I do understand how people can be ignorant of things that they don't understand. And I'm pretty sure I could have fell victim to that if I had someone um, go through what I did and I didn't have any experience. Mm-hmm. I would think like, you know, drink water or, you know, right. like you want me to come and make you something to eat. But I feel like um, when people are telling you things, listen. Listen, especially when you have no experience in it. Listen, don't try to fix. Just listen, because most they'll they'll tell you what they what they need, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I hope people can understand that as as who are surrounded by women in general, listen. Mm. Just just listen. Most of the time, we don't need you to fix. We just need you to listen, and we want to be heard. Right. For those of you who can hear that, that's our daughter in the background. <laughs> she, she's sick right now. Yeah, um, my poor baby. So we're, we're going to take care of her, and then uh, we're going to f- continue. <laughs> Just somebody I also had a great friend that actually came to visit me mm-hmm, during mm-hmm. those time and saw firsthand um, what, how, what type of toll it took on me. Um, but I realized you guys were the only two. Mm-hmm. And all those people who were excited about the pregnancy, who showed up at the um, the gender reveal and all those things, they never once physically came to see mm-hmm. how I was doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be just because they didn't understand how severe it was. Um, but going back, that's one of the reasons why I felt alone. No one really came 
despise despite you and my good girlfriend Mm -hmm. um, to see exactly how I was doing and to get some sort of understanding of how severe it was because it was really, really bad. I was frail. Um, But yeah, so that, in in that way, I definitely felt alone. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, and we definitely had that friend that, you know, she definitely came through. Yeah. And... You know, and that was a big help. That, yeah, was. that was that was it definitely was. a great help. Now, giving up is easy, and a lot. And I'm not. Let me rephrase that before I'm taken out of context. There are a lot of women who deal with HG mm-hmm. who decide to terminate because it's just mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. much, mm-hmm. and that being their choice absolutely you mm-hmm. know if, if that's what they had to do for them and their sanity mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. um you know and people say that giving up is easy and you know shutting down pushing people out mm-hmm. you know is is something that it, it's normal mm-hmm. you know it's like I, I can't do this i can't do you mm-hmm. i just need to be here in my box alone um you could have definitely made that choice and no one mm-hmm. would have faulted you or blamed yeah. you but you kept going mm-hmm. you know at, even even as our baby girl got bigger and you know began to bloom in your body mm-hmm. and you continued to get sicker yeah you kept going so what kept you going and when I say going, I'm not, I don't mean just in keeping the pregnancy. What mm-hmm. kept you still opening your eyes in the morning, not just rolling over in bed, mm-hmm. um, even though you had to stay in the bedroom yeah. the majority of the time. During such a trying time, what was your, in your mind that said, you know, I have to do this. I have to keep pushing forward. Wow. Um, so full disclaimer, I had times where I didn't want to continue to go continue to go um I had dark times where honestly I didn't express this to you um until later in our marriage about like the dark thoughts I had Mm -hmm. because I just wanted the sickness to end so bad it was it was to the point terrifying um, and it could have been me being severely sick, but also lack of sleep mm-hmm. um, and the unknown. Because, um, like I said a while back, it was really, it was just considered severe morning sickness, dehydration, keep going. Like, mm-hmm. it was no relief, like, um, no plan. Like, like, no one gave me a plan of relief. So, I was like, I'm going to suffer for the rest of these months. And I... And for a while, I'm like, you know, like, it's this, like, it's God, like, forsaking me. Um, I, I was having a selfish moment where I was like, I just, one, honestly, one day I will wake up and be like, is she still breathing? Is she still breathing? It wouldn't be that bad if she wasn't, mm-hmm. you know? And it hurts to say this even today because I love my kids Um, but that sickness overpowered me so much. I was in a survival mode for damn near seven, seven months. Mm -hmm. Um, and each, not each morning, but every so often I would think, 
every time we maybe sometimes when we went to the ER I'm like are they gonna say she's okay if she is great if she's not I might be like I was really mm -hmm. having those thoughts like just relief right. I just wanted relief and if that came with her being born or if that came with just somehow it just stopped during pregnancy I was just yearning and being selfish about relief so I want people to understand that I wasn't like, oh my God, I'm so sick, but I got this. It's going to be okay. Right. Like, it was rough. It was rough and I was not okay. And I realized it's okay to not be okay. It's okay, it's okay to be honest about your thoughts and how sick you are and how um, sometimes you're in this dark place and you, you just, sometimes you even need to say it out loud sometimes for you to hear it and be like, wow, I really didn't mean that. Um, but because what I was thinking felt so terrible, I was like, oh my God, I'm sounding terrible. I never really expressed it, but saying it out loud, I was like, wow, I was really in a dark place, mm -hmm. really in a dark place. Um, and I realized, you know, had something happened to my baby girl during pregnancy, I would have lost it. So God knew um, truly what was in my heart. He just knew that I was truly, truly sick and suffering. And I was just trying to find relief in any situation I could. Mm -hmm. um, but what kept me going was you, to be honest, was you and the new life we were going to bring into this world. And honestly, my Google, <laughs> my Google information <laughs> kept me going too. Yeah. Um, because like by the seventh month, we did finally find an ER mm -hmm. doctor who actually told me, um, you know, a, not a, a medication relief, but actually some, some great advice. And it, it actually slowly helped. It didn't help completely. Um, but, but towards the end of the pregnancy, it, it lightened up the load and I really thank God for her. Mm. Um, but literally almost seven months, I was just suffering. So when I got to the seventh month and we went to the ER for probably the last time before Jade was born, mm. um, that doctor really, really saved the ending of the, of the pregnancy for me. Um, yeah, so... That's what kept me going. Just being happy about us having a new life. Yeah, I'm new to this podcast. <laughs> it's alright. It's alright. Little mic drop. It's alright. <laughs> so, um, you know that there's this. I'm not even. Going, I'm not. It, it is a thing, but it's a. It's something that, that's come to light when it comes to women of color and the medical care they receive. Mm -hmm. Did you feel at any point in time you weren't being taken seriously because you were a woman of color? And maybe if you were uh, a fair-skinned woman, mm. or a skinned is not a word, mm -hmm. before they come and get me, a fair-skinned woman mm -hmm. going to the ER, maybe they would have checked and triple checked and quadruple oh, yeah. checked to see oh yes um every time we went to the ER I felt that I felt like they thought I was over exaggerating or this is part of pregnancy so it's nothing we can really do about it mm -hmm. um it no one actually tried to figure out a plan for me it was mm -hmm. just like this is pregnancy this is what happens most women get sick 
and we'll just give you fluids. And then that was it. And like I said, towards the end where we finally had that one that ER one good, doctor. good doctor that was like, hey, try this. This this seems like this really helped. Um, up until there, no. I, I felt like they thought I was just over-exaggerating. Mm-hmm. And they never admitted me. They never, you know what I mean? Like right. those type of things. I never was admitted. Um, I would just get some fluids and then I'll be back three, four days later. Mm-hmm. So you would think... This person is coming very often to the ER. And, you know, it could be money. It could just be lack of patience or whatever the case may be. Or them just assuming because I'm pregnant and I'm a black woman that I can handle it. It's right. fine. Um, but, yeah, I definitely felt that. I felt like I wasn't really taking seriously when it came to my symptoms. Um, so, yes, I definitely felt that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it was funny because, I mean, not funny, but I was just, like, just thinking now, mm-hmm. we had a great obstetrician. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm like, why didn't we call her? Because I know she would have likely. Yeah. But I don't think we ever. At, because of, it was our first pregnancy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, things took a turn for the worse, and we didn't know what the heck. We yeah. just was like, um. And to be honest, we we switch OBs. Yeah, but like when, when we finally Once we got, got her. But think yeah. about it, that was like almost mid. True, um, true. So it was just like... Um, and don't get me wrong, they our OB did offer... They did... At that time, they had this medication that Kim Kardashian was taking because she was dealing with the same thing. And it was like a, one of those type of things. But nothing... I mean, nothing worked until towards the end where... It wasn't even a medication. It was like a vitamin yeah, that was suggested. Something. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I, I don't want to say it on here because I. Gotcha. You know, I'm not a f- doctor, so. Um, you don't. This is not a medical <laughs> advice show. No, so. it's, it's not. <laughs> um, but like I said, like yeah, it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. <laughs> and then even to piggyback off when you were mm-hmm. saying that you wish they would admit it, you. I know uh-huh. the one time we went, and I was like. In my brain, I'd like please just keep her so that mm-hmm. she can get a, a night of sleep. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. like just a night of sleep. Um, yeah, or just some reassurance. Um, yeah, it was it was tough. It was mm-hmm. tough. Now, what, what was the toughest part of being pregnant and going through all of this? Because you, you you had HG with. Jade mm-hmm. and then with Jace mm-hmm. it was it was there but it wasn't as severe yeah as yeah. with with Jade so what was the toughest part of being pregnant either in the first pregnancy or the second oh wow um the isolation mm, okay. the isolation um think about when, when you're sick and this is just normal human beings you don't want to deal with nobody or nothing and because i was so severely sick i really was shut out any and everybody and and i I, to this day i'm still not going to apologize apologize for it um every smell triggered me even i mean even your deodorant (laughs) yeah that wasn't this is not even funny your deodorant like my husband smells amazing (laughs) (laughs) i mean this man thinks like he'll go to work and come home like oh my god i had a long day and i'm like no you smell amazing like you still (laughs) smell really good like his 
his natural body odor is just, I don't know, heaven sent. <laughs> um, but his, and I, I'm saying this because he always smells really, really fresh and clean. His, something about his smell or his deodorant at the time was a trigger. And I really had to isolate myself from the person that I loved the most at that time, which was really, really hard. Like, because think about it, I probably would love to hug Mm-hmm. a kiss or any but I could not even stand the smell of my husband at times um so yes the isolation was the 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 hardest I lost friendships because I didn't have the capacity to talk on the phone mm-hmm. text I had no energy for nothing in anyone and people felt like I needed to explain myself or I needed to reach out or I'm like no Mm. I am literally sick and in bed in bed trying to raise a baby in my body yeah (laughs) you know like I was going through some stuff so I, I lost some friends and and it is what it is but like the isolation was definitely the hardest especially with both and I think the second one more so because I knew where it was going to take a turn. Right. The first one was a shocker, right? Mm-hmm. So the first one, I was I got sick and I just shut down. The second one, I was like, oh, wow, it's going to happen again. Mm. So preparing to know that I'm about to shut my life down and about to shut out the people that were there two months ago, mm-hmm. that I, I can say that probably was the hardest. Oh. I mean, but then guy didn't get as severe, so that was good. Yeah. So what advice would you give to the person who's witnessing someone deal with what you dealt with and doesn't really know how to be there for the person that they love? Just be there. Just, just be there. Even when they say you, you smell weird. Be in the next room because they're going to need you. Where mm. is I always needed you, and you were not far. You were not far. You you took on everything. You saw me at my worst, and I don't think anybody in this world could probably do the things that you did for me during those times. And granted, yes, I was having your babies, but some people walk out because of something even small like you know like mm. you you stuck through with me so i recommend people just to stay in there just stay in there um because there's going to be times where the person is okay and they want to talk they want to watch a movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just just be there and it, it might be rough you might feel like you're getting kicked around because i'm pretty sure you felt like you were <laughs> you know um spin it around with your head cut off and but just be there because um because sometimes like i said you you'll like i I fell alone so i just ask people to just be there Mm -hmm. even when they don't think the person wants them there they they do they do and and don't take it personal that's 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 really the key don't take it personal um because most of the time, um, we're not in control. We're not as as in control as we think we are. Um, and at the end of the day, it's really not about 
you it's about what's going on with the person right. so don't don't take it personal no good stuff now to the women out there who have gone through it or gone through what you have gone through mm-hmm. or something similar uh, or those who are currently in the thick of it mm-hmm. or those who may come into this type of sickness in the future when dealing with pregnancy what advice and words of encouragement would you leave them with it's okay to not be okay Mm. it's okay cry it out Mm -hmm. scream it out Mm -hmm. write it out be honest about your feelings because your feelings are valid right Um, The more you hold your feelings inside, and this is what I learned, especially the second time around, I was very blunt and very honest about how I felt, Mm -hmm. um, how sick I was, how miserable I was, um, how sometimes I, how disconnected I was with my pregnancy, even if it didn't sound pretty, it would make people feel so uncomfortable, but you at that time matter more. Mm-hmm. So express how you feel, live through it, don't hide from it. The more you talk about it, the more you're honest with like your words about it, the more normal you'll feel. Mm-hmm. And I felt more normal the second time around because I was very blunt and honest with anybody who asked me. Mm-hmm. I didn't sugarcoat it. I'm like, oh, today's a good day. No, today is a horrible day. I feel like trash. I threw up six times. I peed on myself. Like, those are the things. Mm -hmm. And people will really start to understand, like, wow, this is no joke. And they'll stop asking you stupid questions. (laughs) Because either they're afraid of the answer Mm -hmm. or they finally get it. So live your truth out loud. Mm. It's good stuff, yeah. And it it is definitely okay to not be okay. Number one, you're bringing life Mm. into the world. Um, And I guess if I were to give advice to the significant others who are on the other side Mm -hmm. uh, i would you know like you said don't take it personal because it's not about you your spouse or partner significant other whatever term of endearment you have from them Mm -hmm. they're going through it and you're just you're there to be their support and you know, like I was, you mm-hmm. might be there to be one of the only sources mm-hmm. of support. So even if you're sleeping in the, in the next room because your deodorant or your <laughs> body odor or your soap or mm-hmm. just your presence isn't, you know, agreeing with them, don't take it personal. Just go out there and find your Hulu or Netflix <laughs> show or read your book or whatever you got to work on. But keep your ears open. Because they will call you. Um, so, just, you know, just remember that. And when you don't take it personal, that's how you get through it. Because that's how I got through it. Mm. By not taking it personal and knowing it wasn't about me. Uh, so, that that's my advice to the partners and significant others mm. out there. Be there. Listen. Watch TV. Read a book. <laughs> whatever you have to do. But you have to be their advocate. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to be able to advocate for themselves in the moment. Don't take no shit from nobody <laughs> but them. <laughs> but, but them. Uh, so, baby, I, I'm so happy that you... I know this isn't your cup of tea. Um, yeah. But hopefully this episode will lead to another thing that we might be working on yeah. later. 
yeah. Um, but I thank you for, you know, taking some time and sitting and sharing your story because it's important. And someone is going to hear this and be grateful to know I'm not alone. Yeah, you know, that's the, the way you felt alone. They're going to now know I'm not alone. Yeah, that was one of the reasons why I said yes to it. Because you've been asking me to be on your show for so long. And I'm like, oh, I don't like how I sound. I don't know. It um, came when it was supposed to. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. Um, but yeah, I just want people to know, like, those who are unaware that this is this is something that happens with women not every pregnancy is roses mm. um and to those who are actually going through it or went through it you were not alone um and there are people out there it's a community out there um that understands this it's chat rooms it's mm. groups like it's so much now um that you can actually chat and get your your thoughts across so just try to look up things and, you know, chat with people outside of your circle because not everybody in your circle is really going to get it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, like I said, you're not alone. It's just a lot of information out there nowadays where they, it can get you through. Um, and I really pray that you guys get through. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for for accepting. We're not done yet, though. Got one more question. So this is... I'm doing some new things with season two. I'm trying to, you know, make sure this is content worth listening to. So Mm -hmm. I make sure I get a good story, have a good good opening, and then I want to finish with a strong ending, right? Mm -hmm. So this question will be one that I'll probably ask my guests forever. Uh, you know how every great every great host of something has that one question that they always ask. So the question is, um, what is one thing you wish people knew about you that most people may not know about you? Whoa, that's pretty deep. What do I want people to know about me? I don't know. It's like, no. Like, nothing. Nothing. It's like, um, I don't take myself too seriously. Um, with me being an entrepreneur and a content creator, I am very <laughs> not that serious. Like, so I want, I want people to know I'm very approachable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm very down to earth i am very silly very very silly um and i don't take myself too too serious like i I really live life and and try to go through life with what's whatever is handed to me and try to make the best of it um so yeah i'm i'm a home girl i am a home girl so that's what i want people to like get like, okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that's a good one. That's I a good hope one. So. I hope so. Yeah. Well, before we wrap, just uh, you know, let everybody know what you're up to, what you're working on next, mm-hmm. and where they can find you if they want to connect. So I am working um, on my new business, Signature Sips. Mm-hmm. Very, very delicious sips. Um, basically, that is a, I guess, a, a mobile mixologist. I create 
what you can call drink tables, mm-hmm. <laughs> cocktail mm-hmm. tables, mocktail tables, but in a really fabulous way. Um, imagine a dessert table, but scratch the dessert, it's cocktails mm-hmm. with the core and fog and just beautiful, elegant things. So that's what I'm doing. I'm actually working with another um, corporate client who's going to be doing a breast cancer um event for survivors and celebrating life and they asked me to do an amazing all pink cocktail spread so i'm looking forward to that um and so yeah that's what that's really what i've been doing and basically owning my craft and learning new techniques when it comes to cocktail and mixologists um so yeah that's what i'm doing so hit me up at hey Veronica J, that's H-E-E-Y, hey, <laughs> Veronica J, um, on Instagram, and yeah, you'll just see all my amazing cocktails and content and all the cool stuff that me and Hug's been doing mm-hmm. this past summer and coming into fall, um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. Awesome, awesome, yeah. well, Y'all make sure y'all go and hit her up if you have that event coming up that you need. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to have a, a signature yes. and sip. Yes. It doesn't have to be alcohol mocktails too. Mm-hmm. Cute mm-hmm. little girl parties and sweet 16 and, you know, anything you can think of. Um, I am your girl. Let's make your special event even more special with a signature sip. Okay. I love that. And not just because I love you, but <laughs> that was that was dope. Uh, if you if you do want to get in contact with her, you know, the information will be in the description of the mm-hmm. episode in case you missed it. And thank you again for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I truly appreciate each of you and I don't take a single second that you've spent with me for granted. So and all you do, be sure to do it with respect. Remember, the key ingredient is love. And until next time, I wish you nothing less than peace. You are listening to Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast.